Hello! Welcome to Be Your Best Self-Health Chats, weekly casual conversations about taking health into your own hands. I am your host, Kristen Longacre. We're going to start off with a little question this week. True or false, the quality of sleep you get affects the quality of food on your plate. Keep listening to this week's episode of the podcast, and we're going to talk all about that answer. Before we do, let's recap this series that we've been on over the last five weeks. That is 10 reasons your diet isn't working. We've been focusing on all of these different reasons, and we're breaking them down one by one. So let's recap where we've come from and where we are going. Reason number one, you're dehydrated. My favorite reason to talk about if you didn't know. Reason number two is you're focusing on quantity over quality. Number three, are you really sticking to your diet like you say you are? That week was a little bit of a gut punch, but a fun one at that. Last week, we talked about fast food is still junk food. Or that was two weeks ago. Last week, for real, we talked about not eating enough protein. This week, we're going to talk about averaging less than six hours of quality sleep at night. Next week, we're going to talk about sugar. You're eating too much sugar. Then we'll get into week eight, you're not moving your body. Week nine, you're only focusing on cardio. And week 10, your current meal plan is not custom to you. Now, six hours of quality sleep. That is the bare minimum you should be getting. However, every person is different when it comes to the need they have for sleep. Some of us can get by on six hours of quality sleep. Some of us need that eight to nine hours of quality sleep. But if you're someone who's finding yourself getting into that 10 hours of sleep range, then you really need to hang on for this podcast because that 10 hours is probably not 10 hours of quality and it's probably affecting you more than you think. The amount of sleep you need is determined by the amount of time your body needs to recover whether it be recovering from stress, recovering from a workout, recovering from a virus or a sickness. Think about it. If you're sick, you sleep off the sickness. If you have a long day, you sleep off the day. You likely go to bed earlier than normal. Your body needs to recover. Regardless of whether you have a lazy day or not, there's things that need to happen. Sleep is important as it gives your body a chance to rest, rebuild, and regenerate, especially those muscles. It also gives us a chance to reduce inflammation, hello gut health, and fight off viruses. Hello everyday life, especially if you have kids in school, (laughs) or if you're a teacher or a nurse or a doctor, and around those germs all the time. If you aren't getting that sleep, your body won't be functioning at its highest. And if your body isn't functioning at its highest, you won't be able to make proper decisions about the food on your plate, recover from a workout, think straight at work, or overall, be the healthiest version of you. Sleep is so incredibly important. The pandemic taught us that it's not about the grind anymore, but as we are entering the three-year mark since all of that started, I've started to notice the mentality of the grind coming back. And so is the idea of praising late nights, lack of sleep, and encouraging poor habits when it comes to taking care of your health. You know, that grind and every day is more important. Let's flip that script and let's start working on our sleep some more as a society. And we're going to start with that right now. Back to the question I asked at the top of the podcast. True or false, the quality of sleep you get affects the quality of food on your plate. 
You're probably not surprised to hear me say this, but the answer to that is true. I'm going to tell you a story. A few weeks ago, I was having a conversation with one of my clients. She couldn't figure out why she was constantly hitting this wall with the food she was eating on the second day of the week, which in her case was Tuesdays. She did all the meal prepping on Sundays. She had everything ready to go. But when it came time for lunch on Tuesdays, she was just done. She was over it already. And she kept saying, it's not that I don't want to eat the food, but I don't want to eat the food. And I, it sounds weird, but I get where she was coming from. Instead of eating that meal she had prepped, she just didn't have the desire to eat that healthy meal. So she was running to grab fast food because it sounded better for her in that period of time. So we started going back to the basics. If you know me, you know one of the biggest things that I coach around is tracking as much as possible. And I'm not talking calories and macros. I'm talking feelings. How is your body reacting? How is your body feeling? Because getting to know your body is going to be such a big piece of adjusting your sleep schedule. So we started tracking the basics to get into her mindset, figuring out if it was really just her being sick of the food. Was there a pattern to the cravings? Like, was there a stressful client that was coming in right before that was leaving her like, I just need to get out of the office and fix this. Or we just kind of got into it. Like what was leading up to that decision to walk away from the food she had made? When it came down to it, she began to realize that on Sunday nights, she was going to bed early. She was falling asleep right away as soon as her head hit the pillow, getting eight plus hours of sleep. But then on Monday nights, she was so wound up from the day that she wasn't falling asleep till after 11, but she was still getting up at five to work out. Her body was rejecting this pattern and and telling her about it through these cravings. So it was leading her craving something, but she didn't know what it was. And in her mind, she was craving that fast food. But what she was really craving was rest and recovery. You can meal prep everything. You can have the perfect week lined up, but if your sleep is off, it's going to matter a lot more than you realize. And in this case, it was a matter of rebuilding her routine. We had to figure out a way to wind her down earlier on Mondays or skip that 5 a.m. workout, which she didn't really wanna do because she likes starting her day that way. So we started going through the patterns, we started going through the feelings, and over time, we were able to switch it back. But this is, again, it took us a few weeks to start to kind of rebuild and reset, especially getting to the source of the problem. It came down to knowing her body. You can eat the food you have, but if your body is telling you something is off, that something in this instance was the lack of sleep and recovery, like I mentioned. It might come across as craving something else or just the desire not to eat the food you have, or maybe even a way is like like nausea or something like that. Like if your body is just not feeling right, you might not want to eat the food that you prepared. So after all that meal prep, you're still wind up wasting food and going to get fast food. That's just one of the aspects of what poor sleep can do to your food choices. Some other things are a matter of time in the morning. A rough night's sleep might lead you to running late in the morning. Suddenly, you don't have time to make that solid breakfast. You reach for a protein bar and a cup of coffee and you run out the door. And maybe your lunch is still sitting on the counter or maybe your lunch wasn't prepped at all. It can also shift you to be more reliant on that coffee or energy drinks to get throughout the day. Think about it. If you're starting to crash at three o'clock in the afternoon, what do you do? You reach for a cup of coffee or an energy drink or something, which then is going to stimulate your brain 
And while you think it's just getting you through the day, come 10 o'clock when you're trying to wind down, your brain's going, but hey, remember that caffeine you gave me seven hours ago? Wasn't that amazing? So it starts this cycle all over again. You're up late, you get up, you run late, rely on that coffee, and then you're up again. So it just becomes this cycle. Lack of sleep and having a body that isn't fully recovered can also lead to the lack of desire to work out. When you're not moving your body, you are more likely to make poor food choices. And when you make poor food choices, it can lead to a lack of sleep. When you're making poor food choices, think about it. Like, say for dinner, you decide you're going to reach out and go grab Taco Bell. You are overstuffed on tacos, salt, whatever they put in their meat, (laughs) and all that other stuff. You lay down to go to bed and you're uncomfortable. So you start this cycle of you can't fall asleep at night. So in the morning you get up, you're running late, you either don't do your workout or maybe during the day you're like, I am just too tired to do my workout. Come home and you're like, oh man, that taco was good last night. I think I'm going to grab a cheeseburger tonight. You start these cycles. This is another example of a cycle. If you're not moving your body, you're more likely to make a poor food choice. When you're making a poor food choice, you're more likely to struggle to sleep at night. Struggling at sleep your night, you're likely to not move your body. So you get the point. I could continue to go on and on with examples, but at the end of the day, we need to get good quality of sleep in order to build up our healthy habits. How do you get good quality of sleep? Now, before I start getting into the ideas of getting good quality sleep, I am going to preface this by saying when we talk about these, we are looking at the average person not a parent who is up four times a night with a newborn baby or a child dealing with night terrors and their own sleep issues. There are always going to be exceptions to the rules, but I am talking about somebody who has no external factors when it comes to their sleep, except for yourself. The biggest factor in the quality of your sleep is going to be your bedtime routine. Our bodies are on a clock. Whether we realize it or not, there are so many factors around us that can throw that clock off. And I'm talking just everyday life. I'm not talking that newborn baby. I'm not talking that kid that crawls into your bed every night or that dog that needs to go out. I am talking about things such as the food we eat, the alcohol we drink, blue light we consume, loud noises going on around us from the TV, stress, lack of routine, other things going on outside the air we breathe. Here we are in a day where all of these are constant in our lives and we wonder why the quality of our sleep is off. Let's get back into that routine. A routine is going to be all about the habits you do every night. You can't change your sleep routine in one night. I hate to tell you, but as you start to build a routine, your body is going to start to recognize that this routine means it's time to start winding down. That means that as you build this routine, it's going to get easier and easier to fall asleep at night and have better quality of sleep. We often complain about things like daylight savings and all of that because it throws our sleep off. There's a reason it throws our sleep off, because it throws our routine off. And with that, our bodies are in a rhythm. Our bodies are in a schedule. So making that routine is going to help you in the long run when it comes to that quality of sleep. Typically speaking, and looking back on our ancestors, our bodies function around when the sun comes up and then when the sun goes down. So if you think about it, 
when we are keeping these lights on around the house at night, you know, think about it. You're cleaning the kitchen. You have all the lights on. You're getting ready for bed. You've got all your lights on. You got the TV on, which is more light. You're staring at your phone, which is more light. All of this is telling your brain, it's not time to go to sleep yet, but it might've been dark outside for the last three hours, but your brain still sees light. So it thinks, let's stay awake. So some things you can help doing to start to wind your body down at night for that better quality of sleep is to start dimming your lights two hours before bedtime. Now I'm not saying turn off all the lights, but if you have big overhead lights or bright lights, turn those off and start to use smaller lights. It's like little dusk lamps or something like that. Those lights are going to help your body know, okay, it's starting to get dark outside. Like think about it like the sunset. So as the sun is starting to set, your body can start to wind down. As the overhead light is off, your body can start to wind down. Something else you can do is to fill an oil diffuser with a scent around the same time every night. Scent that's calming, such as like lavender or chamomile. That scent then is going to send a trigger to your brain like, hey, we love that scent. It's going to wind us down. It's going to help us settle down. It's going to help us go to sleep better. So using the same scent, same time every day, it's going to be a trigger for your brain that it's time. You can drink a certain drink every night, such as a chamomile tea and not alcohol, like a tea of some sort that's going to help you wind down. Not caffeinated is essentially going to be key here. But again, it's something else that you can trigger your brain like, hey, it's time to wind down. Turn off technology, TV included, 30 minutes before you want to be asleep. Give your brain time to stop being stimulated. Let your brain wind down, get lost in your thoughts. You could maybe listen to a story or read a book, like a physical book, not like your Kindle book on your iPad, like a physical book or a read from a Kindle, which I think has the blue light protection, like doesn't have any blue light with it. It's built in a way that you don't have that specific light. Having a designated sleep space is going to be important too. If you are somebody who works from home and likes to work from your bed, this might be a reason that you're not getting good quality of sleep at night. Our bodies are smart. Our bodies are extremely smart and they know that if you are sitting in bed and you work from bed every single day, that when you are in your bed, you need to be high functioning. You need to be thinking. You need to be doing something that's stimulating your brain. So by having a designated space for sleep, your body's going to know, hey, we are here, we are calm, and we go to sleep. But if you're usually there with your laptop, your body's going, okay, so here's our task list for today. We need to do this, 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 blah, 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 blah. You get where I'm going. Have a designated sleep space. Also, I don't say this in a fasting way. I don't say this in a diet way, but cut off your food an hour or so before bedtime, maybe even more. The reason we do this is because our body needs time to digest the food we eat. So by giving your body that time to digest, you can then go to sleep, lay down and be more comfortable. Think about it. If you eat like a really big dinner and you go to bed and like you're laying in bed and acid reflux hits or your stomach's rumbling, stuff like that, you're not going to get good quality of sleep. Again, not in a fasting way, but give yourself time to digest before you lay down for bed. Taking a bath is something else you can do. Again, similar to like that oil diffuser or that drink that you do every night, that step of triggering your body saying, hey, we're going to bed in two hours, reminds your body, okay, I'm relaxed. I just had a lavender scented bath. My oil diffuser is going, oh, it's so great. It's time to relax and go to bed. 
things that can hurt your quality of sleep. Alcohol. Alcohol messes up the patterns of our brains. For a lot of people, they think they can't sleep without having that drink before bed. Little are they realizing that drink they're having before bed is actually messing up the quality of sleep, which in then in turn, similar to caffeine, is going to start a cycle of poor sleep is going to lead to more decisions like drinking alcohol before bed in order to sleep, which is going to lead to poor sleep, which is going to lead to those bad decisions and a cycle can continue. Sleeping pills. Yes, sleeping pills are not good for you to go to sleep at night. And I am not talking about like a natural dose of melatonin. I am talking about a pill that is designed specifically to knock you out. Those pills will knock you out, but again, they throw off the patterns in your brains and you might not be getting a good quality sleep. You might wake up feeling hungover because you didn't actually sleep well. They didn't give your body time to relax and unwind. Your body just had to go into fight or flight mode all night saying, why is this foreign substance in my body? Mentioned it before, but eating too close to bedtime can cause problems with sleep. You can't digest your food. Your food is going to come up some way, whether it is up the top or out the bottom. You get the jet. Blue light. Blue light is everywhere. It's on our phones. It's on our TVs. It's on our computers. Even with blue light blockers, sunglasses, glasses, all of that, having too much blue light before bedtime can be an issue with your sleep. Your brain is still going. Blue light triggers your brain. It throws off your circadian rhythm. Whatever habits you decide to focus on, you want to start doing them every single night at a similar time. Is that always going to be possible? No. But when you can, even if it's for a couple of weeks just to get started, stay as close to that time as possible and do them in the same order. This is going to slowly ease your body into a sleep routine. And as you work through these habits, your body is going to start to go, oh, we get to go to sleep now. And as you get ready to wind down, you will start to fall asleep faster to the point where when your head hits the pillow, it might be five to 10 minutes and you're done. You're out. As you experiment, start paying attention to your sleep. How is it changing? Are you noticing a difference in how you feel in the morning? Are you more energetic in the morning? Are you feeling less like you went out drinking all night? How are you feeling when it comes to making food choices. Yes, it's true that your quality of sleep affects the food on your plate. It also is going to affect your ability to think straight. It's going to affect your energy to work out. It's going to affect how your body feels. Eight hours of quality sleep is going to be better than 10 hours of junk sleep. Try it out and see how it goes. As always, it's great to have you here. And if you have a chance to visit iTunes or Spotify to rate and review, I would greatly appreciate it. The more reviews you give, the more people that can find this podcast. Send it to a friend. Come check back in next week.